Welcome back to the weekly Bible reading. This is week 29. This week we're going to read 2 Samuel chapters 16 through 24. Let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We pray that we would learn the lessons that you would have us to learn here. We pray that we would learn the horribleness of sin and what it costs. We pray that we would learn about your grace, and your love for us. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 2 Samuel chapter 16 When David was a little past the top, behold, Ziba, the servant of Mephibosheth, met him with a couple of donkeys saddled, and on them two hundred loaves of bread, and one hundred clusters of raisins, and one hundred summer fruits, and a container of wine. The king said to Ziba, What do you mean by these? Ziba said, the donkeys are for the king's household to ride on, and the bread and summer fruit are for the young men to eat, and the wine that those who are faint in the wilderness may drink. The king said, Where is your master's son? Ziba said to the king, Behold, he is staying in Jerusalem, for he said, Today the house of Israel will restore to me the kingdom of my father. Then the king said to Ziba, Behold, all that belongs to Mephibosheth is yours. Ziba said, I bowed down, let me find favor in your sight, my lord, O king. When King David came to Bahiram, behold, a man of the family of Saul's house came out, whose name was Shimei, the son of Gerah. He came out and cursed as he came. He cast stones at David, and at all the servants of King David, and all the people, and all the mighty men were on his right hand and on his left. Shimei said when he cursed, Be gone, be gone, you men of blood and wicked fellow. Yahweh has returned on you all the blood of Saul's house, in whose place you have reigned. Yahweh has delivered the kingdom into the hand of Absalom your son. Behold, you are caught by your own mischief, because you are a man of blood. Then Abishai the son of Zeruiah said to the king, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Please let me go over and take off his head. The king said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? Because he curses, and because Yahweh has said to him, Curse David, who then shall say, Why have you done so? David said to Abishai and all his servants, Behold, my son, who came out of my bowels, seeks my life. How much more this Benjamite now? Leave him alone and let him curse, for Yahweh has invited him. It may be that Yahweh will look on the wrong done to me, and that Yahweh will repay me good for the cursing of me today. So David and his men went by the way, and Shimei went along on the hillside opposite him, and cursed as he went, threw stones at him, and threw dust. The king and all the people who were with him came weary, and he refreshed himself there. Absalom and all the people, the men of Israel, came to Jerusalem, and Ahithophel with him. When Hushai the archite, David's friend, had come to Absalom, Hushai said to Absalom, Long live the king! Long live the king! Absalom said to Hushai, Is this your kindness to your friend? Why didn't you go with your friend? Hushai said to Absalom, No, but whomever Yahweh and this people and all the men of Israel have chosen, I will be his, and I will stay with him. Again, whom should I serve? Shouldn't I serve in the presence of his son? As I have served in your father's presence, so I will be in your presence. Then Absalom said to Ahithophel, Give your counsel what we shall do. Ahithophel said to Absalom, Go into your father's concubines that he has left to keep the house. Then all Israel will hear that you are abhorred by your father. 
Then the hands of all who are with you will be strong. So they spread a tent for Absalom on the top of the house. And Absalom went in to his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. The counsel of Ahithophel, which he gave in those days, was as if a man inquired of the inner sanctuary of God. All the counsel of Ahithophel both was like this with David and with Absalom. Chapter 17 Moreover, Ahithophel said to Absalom, Let me now choose twelve thousand men, and I will arise and pursue after David tonight. I will come on him while he is weary and exhausted, and will make him afraid. All the people who are with him will flee. I will strike the king only, and I will bring back all the people to you. The man whom you seek is as if all returned. All the people shall be in peace. The saying pleased Absalom well, and all the elders of Israel. Then Absalom said, Now call Hushai the archite, and let's hear likewise what he says. When Hushai had come to Absalom, Absalom spoke to him, saying, Ahithophel has spoken like this. Shall we do what he says? If not, speak up. Hushai said to Absalom, The counsel that Ahithophel has given this time is not good. Hushai said, moreover, You know your father and his men, that they are mighty men. They are fierce in their minds, like a bear robbed of her cubs in the field. Your father is a man of war, and will not lodge with the people. Behold, he is now hidden in some pit, or in some other place. It will happen, when some of them have fallen at the first, then whoever hears it will say, There is a slaughter among the people who follow Absalom. Even he who is valiant, whose heart is as the heart of a lion, will utterly melt. For all Israel knows that your father is a mighty man. Those who are with him are valiant men. But I counsel that all Israel be gathered together to you, from Dan even to Beersheba, as the sand that is by the sea for multitude, and that you go to battle in your own person. So we will come on him in some place where he will be found, and we will light on him as the dew falls on the ground. Then we will not leave so much as one of him and of all the men who are with him. Moreover, if he has gone into a city, then all Israel will bring ropes to that city, and we will draw it into the river until there isn't one small stone found there. Absalom and all the people of Israel said, The counsel of Hushai the archite is better than the counsel of Ahithophel. For Yahweh had ordained to defeat the good counsel of Ahithophel, to the intent that Yahweh might bring evil on Absalom. Then Hushai said to Zadok and Abiathar the priests, Ahithophel counseled Absalom and the elders of Israel that way, and I have counseled this way. Now therefore, send quickly, and tell David, saying, don't lodge tonight at the fords of the wilderness, but by all means pass over, lest the king be swallowed up, and all the people who are with him. Now, Jonathan and Ahimeaz were staying by Enrogel, and a female servant used to go and tell them, and they went and told King David, for they might not be seen to come into the city. But a boy saw them and told Absalom. Then they both went away quickly and came to the house of a man of Bahiram, who had a well in his court, and they went down there. The woman took and spread the covering over the well's mouth, and spread out crushed grain on it, and nothing was known. Absalom's servants came to the woman to the house, and they said, Where are Hemiaz and Jonathan? The woman said to them, They have gone over the brook of water. When they had sought and could not find them, they returned to Jerusalem. After they had departed, they came up out of the well, and went and told King David. And they said to David, Arise and pass quickly over the water, for thus has Ahithophel counseled against you. Then David arose, and all the people who were with him, and they passed over the Jordan. By the morning light there lacked not one of them who had not gone over the Jordan. When Ahithophel saw that his counsel was not followed, he saddled his donkey, arose, and went home to his city, 
and set his house in order, and hanged himself. And he died, and was buried in the tomb of his father. Then David came to Mahanaim. Absalom passed over the Jordan, he and all the men of Israel with him. Absalom set Amasa over the army instead of Joab. Now Amasa was the son of a man whose name was Ithra the Israelite, who went in to Abigail the daughter of Nahash, sister to Zeruiah, Joab's mother. Israel and Absalom encamped in the land of Gilead. When David had come to Mahanaim, Shobi the son of Nahash, the Gileadite of Rogalim, brought beds, basins, earth vessels, wheat, barley, meal, parched grain, beans, lentils, roasted grain, honey, butter, sheep, and cheese of the herd, for David and for the people who are with him to eat. For they said, The people are hungry, weary, and thirsty in the wilderness. Chapter 18 David counted the people who were with him, and set captains of thousands and captains of hundreds over them. David sent the people out, a third part under the hand of Joab, and a third part under the hand of Abishai the son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, and a third part under the hand of Ittai the Gittite. The king said to the people, I will also surely go out with you myself. But the people said, You shall not go out, for if we flee away, they will not care for us. Neither if half of us die will they care for us, but you are worth ten thousand of us. Therefore now it is better that you are ready to help us out of the city. The king said to them, I will do what seems best to you. The king stood beside the gate, and all the people went out by hundreds and by thousands. The king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. All the people heard when the king commanded all the captains concerning Absalom. So the people went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was in the forest of Ephraim. The people of Israel were struck there before David's servants, and there was a great slaughter there that day of twenty thousand men. For the battle was there spread over the surface of all the country, and the forest devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. Absalom happened to meet David's servants. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between the sky and the earth, and the mule that was under him went on. A certain man saw it, and told Joab, and said, Behold, I saw Absalom hanging in an oak. Joab said to this man, who told him, Behold, you saw it. And why didn't you strike him there to the ground? I would have given you ten pieces of silver and a sash. The man said to Joab, Though I should receive a thousand pieces of silver in my hand, I still wouldn't stretch out my hand against the king's son. For in our hearing the king commanded you and Abishai and Ittai, saying, Beware that no one touch the young man Absalom. Otherwise, if I had dealt falsely against his life, and there is no matter hidden from the king, then you yourself would have set yourself against me. And Joab said, I'm not going to wait like this with you. He took three darts in his hand and thrust them through the heart of Absalom, while he was yet alive in the middle of the oak. Ten young men who bore Joab's armor surrounded and struck Absalom and killed him. Joab blew the trumpet, and the people returned from pursuing after Israel. But Joab held the people back. They took Absalom and cast him into a great pit in the forest and raised over him a very great heap of stones. Then all Israel fled, each to his own tent. Now Absalom in his lifetime had taken and reared up for himself the pillar which is in the king's valley, for he said, I have no son to keep my name in memory. He called the pillar after his own name. It is called Absalom's monument to this day. Then Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok, said, Let me now run and carry the king news, how Yahweh has avenged him of his enemies. Joab said to him, You must not be the bearer of news today, but you must carry news another day. 
but today you must carry no news, because the king's son is dead. Then Joab said to the Cushite, Go, tell the king what you have seen. The Cushite bowed himself to Joab and ran. Then Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok, said yet again to Joab, But come what may, please, let me also run after the Cushite. Joab said, Why do you want to run, my son, since you will have no reward for the news? But come what may, he said, I will run. He said to him, Run. Then Ahimeaz ran by the way of the plain and outran the Cushite. Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof of the gate to the wall and lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, a man running alone. The watchman cried and told the king. The king said, If he is alone, there is news in his mouth. He came closer and closer. The watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called to the gatekeeper and said, Behold, a man running alone. The king said, He also brings news. The watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahimeaz, the son of Zadok. The king said, He is a good man and comes with good news. Ahimeaz called and said to the king, All is well. He bowed himself before the king with his face to the earth and said, Blessed is Yahweh your God who has delivered up the men who lifted up their hand against my lord the king. The king said, Is it well with the young man Absalom? Ahimeaz answered, when Joab sent the king's servant, even me your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I don't know what it was. The king said, Come and stand here. He came and stood still. Behold, the Cushite came. The Cushite said, News for my lord the king, for Yahweh has avenged you today of all those who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up against you to do you harm be as that young man is. The king was much moved, and went up to the room over the gate and wept. As he went, he said, My son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, I wish I had died for you, Absalom, my son, my son. Chapter 19 Joab was told, Behold, the king weeps and mourns for Absalom. The victory that day was turned into mourning among all the people, for the people heard it said that day, The king grieves for his son. People sneaked into the city that day as people who are ashamed steal away when they flee in battle. The king covered his face, and the king cried with a loud voice, My son Absalom, Absalom, my son, my son. Joab came into the house to the king and said, Today you have shamed the faces of all your servants, who today have saved your life, and the lives of your sons and of your daughters, and the lives of your wives and the lives of your concubines, in that you love those who hate you and hate those who love you. For you have declared today that princes and servants are nothing to you. For today I perceive that if Absalom had lived and we had all died today, then it would have pleased you well. Now therefore arise, go out and speak to comfort your servants. For I swear by Yahweh, if you don't go out, not a man will stay with you this night. That would be worse to you than all the evil that has happened to you from your youth until now. Then the king arose and sat in the gate. They told to all the people, saying, Behold, the king is sitting in the gate. All the people came before the king. Now Israel had fled every man to his tent. All the people were at strife throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, the king delivered us out of the hand of our enemies, and he saved us out of the hand of the Philistines, and now he has fled out of the land from Absalom. Absalom, whom we anointed over us, is dead in battle. Now, therefore, why don't you speak a word of bringing the king back? 
King David sent to Zadok and to Abiathar the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you the last to bring the king back to his house, since the speech of all Israel has come to the king to return him to his house? You are my brothers, you are my bone and my flesh. Why, then, are you the last to bring back the king? Say to Amasa, Aren't you my bone and my flesh? God do so to me, and more also, if you aren't captain of the army before me continually instead of Joab. He bowed the heart of all the men of Judah, even as one man, so that they sent to the king, saying, Return, you and all your servants. So the king returned and came to the Jordan. Judah came to Gilgal to meet the king, to bring the king over the Jordan. Shimei, the son of Gera, the Benjamite, who was of Bahurim, hurried and came down with the men of Judah to meet King David. There were a thousand men of Benjamin with him, and Ziba, the servant of Saul's house, and his fifteen sons, and his twenty servants with him, and they went through the Jordan in the presence of the king. A ferry-boat went to bring over the king's household, to do what he thought good. Shimei, the son of Gera, fell down before the king. When he had come over the Jordan, he said to the king, Don't let my lord impugn iniquity to me, or remember that which your servant did perversely, the day that my lord the king went out of Jerusalem, that the king should take it to his heart. For your servant knows that I have sinned. Therefore, behold, I have come today as the first of all the house of Joseph to go down to meet my lord the king. But Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, answered, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for this, because he cursed the Lord's anointed? David said, What have I to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should be adversaries to me today? Shall any man be put to death today in Israel? For don't I know that I am king over Israel today? The king said to Shimei, You will not die. The king swore to him. Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. And he had neither groomed his feet, nor trimmed his beard, nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day he came home in peace. When he had come to Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why didn't you go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said, I will saddle a donkey for myself that I may ride on it and go with the king, because your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king. Lord the king is as an angel of God, therefore do what is good in your eyes. For all my father's house were but dead men before my lord the king. Yet you set your servant among those who ate at your own table. What right therefore have I yet, that I should cry any more to the king? The king said to him, Why do you speak any more of your matters? I say, you and Ziba divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Yes, let him take all, because my lord the king has come in peace to his own house. Barzillai the Gileadite came down from Rogalim, and he went over the Jordan with the king to conduct him over the Jordan. Now Barzillai was a very aged man, even eighty years old. He had provided the king with sustenance while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very great man. The king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will sustain you with me in Jerusalem. Barzillai said to the king, how many are the days of the years of my life that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? I am eighty years old today. Can I discern between good and bad? Can your servant taste what I eat or what I drink? Can I hear the voice of singing men and singing women any more? Why, then, should your servant be a burden to my lord the king? Your servant would but just go over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king repay me with such a reward? Please let your servant turn back again, that I may die in my own city by the grave of my father and my mother. But behold, 
your servant Jimham. Let him go over with my lord the king, and do to him what shall seem good to you. The king answered, Jimham shall go over with me, and I will do to him that which shall seem good to you. Whatever you request of me, that I will do for you. All the people went over the Jordan, and the king went over. Then the king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own place. So the king went over to Gilgal, and Kimham went over with him. All the people of Judah brought the king over, and also half the people of Israel. Behold, all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, Why have our brothers, the men of Judah, stolen you away and brought the king and his household over the Jordan and all David's men with him? All the men of Judah answered the men of Israel, Because the king is a close relative to us. Why then are you angry about this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's cost, or has he given us any gift? The men of Israel answered the men of Judah and said, We have ten parts in the king, and we have also more claim to David than you. Why then did you despise us that our advice should not be first had in bringing back our king? The words of the men of Judah were fiercer than the words of the men of Israel. Chapter 20 There happened to be there a wicked fellow whose name was Sheba, the son of Bichri, a Benjamite. And he blew the trumpet and said, We have no portion in David, neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Every man to his tents, Israel. So all the men of Israel went up from following David and followed Sheba, the son of Bichri. But the men of Judah joined with their king from the Jordan even to Jerusalem. David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten women, his concubines, whom he had left to keep the house, and put them in custody, and provided them with sustenance, but didn't go into them. So they were shut up to the day of their death, living in widowhood. Then the king said to Amasa, Call me the men of Judah together within three days, and be here present. So Amasa went and called men of Judah together, but he stayed longer than the set time which he had appointed him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba the son of Bichri will do us more harm than Absalom did. Take your lord's servants and pursue after him, lest he get himself fortified cities and escape out of our sight. Joab's men went out after him, and the Carathites and the Pelathites, and all the mighty men, and they went out of Jerusalem to pursue Sheba the son of Bichri. When they were at the great stone, which is in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Joab was clothed in his apparel of war that he had put on, and on it was a sash and a sword fastened at his waist in its sheath. As he went along, it fell out. Joab said to Amasa, Is it well with you, my brother? Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him, but Amasa took no heed to the sword that was in Joab's hand. So he struck him with it in the body, and shed out his bowels to the ground and didn't strike him again, and he died. Joab and Abishai his brother pursued Sheba the son of Bichri. One of Joab's young men stood by him and said, He who favors Joab, and he who is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wallowing in his blood in the middle of the highway. When the man saw that all the people stood still, he carried Amasa out of the highway into the field and cast a garment over him when he saw that everyone who came by him stood still. When he was removed out of the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba the son of Bichri. He went through all the tribes of Israel, to Abel, to Bethmaacah, and all the Beerites. They were gathered together and went also after him. They came and besieged him in Abel of Bethmaacah, and they cast up a mound against the city, and it stood against the rampart, and all the people who were with Joab battered the wall to throw it down. Then a wise woman cried out of the city, Here, here, please say to Joab, Come near here, that I may speak with you. He came near to her, and the woman said, Are you Joab? 
He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Hear the words of your servant. He said, I am listening. Then she spoke, saying, They used to say in old times, They shall surely ask counsel at Abel. And so they settled a matter. I am among those who are peaceable and faithful in Israel. You speak to destroy a city and a mother in Israel. Why will you swallow up Yahweh's inheritance? Joab answered, Far be it from me. Far be it, far be it from me that I should swallow up or destroy. The matter is not so. But a man of the hill country of Ephraim, Sheba, the son of Bichri by name, has lifted up his hand against the king, even against David. Just deliver him, and I will depart from the city. The woman said to Joab, Behold, his head will be thrown to you over the wall. Then the woman went to all the people in her wisdom. They cut off the head of Sheba, the son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. He blew the trumpet, and they were dispersed from the city, every man to his tent. Then Joab returned to Jerusalem to the king. Now Joab was over all the army of Israel. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, was over the Cherethites and over the Pelethites. Adoram was over the men subject to forced labor. Jehoshaphat, the son of Ahilud, was the recorder. Shiva was the scribe and Zadok and Abiathar were priests, and Ira the Jarite was chief minister to David. Chapter 21 There was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year, and David sought the face of Yahweh. Yahweh said, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. The king called the Gibeonites and said to them, Now the Gibeonites were not of the children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites, and the children of Israel had sworn to them, and Saul sought to kill them in his zeal for the children of Israel and Judah. And David said to the Gibeonites, What should I do for you? And with what should I make atonement, that you may bless Yahweh's inheritance? The Gibeonites said to him, It is no matter of silver or gold between us and Saul or his house, neither is it for us to put any man to death in Israel. He said, I will do for you whatever you say. They said to the king, the man who consumed us and who devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in any of the borders of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered to us, and we will hang them up to Yahweh in Gibeah of Saul, the chosen of Yahweh. The king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of Yahweh's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Maholathite, he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them on the mountain before Yahweh, and all seven of them fell together. They were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days at the beginning of the barley harvest. Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it for herself on the rock from the beginning of harvest until water poured on them from the sky. She allowed neither the birds of the sky to rest on them by day, nor the animals of the field by night. David was told what Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, had done. So David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, from the men of Jabesh Gilead, who had stolen them from the street of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hanged them in the days that the Philistines killed Saul and Gilboa. And he brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan, his son, they also gathered the bones of those who were hanged. They buried the bones of Saul and Jonathan his son in the country of Benjamin, in Zelah, in the tomb of Kish his father. And they performed all that the king commanded, 
After that, God answered prayer for the lamb. The Philistines had war with Israel. David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines. David grew faint, and Ishbabinob, who was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear was three hundred shekels of bronze in weight, he being armed with a new sword, thought he would kill David. But Abishai the son of Zeruiah helped him and struck the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swore to him, saying, Don't go out with us to battle any more, so that you don't quench the lamp of Israel. After this there was again war with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachai the Hushathite killed Saph, who was of the sons of the giant. There was again war with the Philistines at Gob. Elhanan, the son of Jer-Gorigim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath, the Gittite's brother, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There was again war at Gath, where there was a man of great stature, who had six fingers on every hand and six toes on every foot, twenty-four in count, and he also was born to the giant. When he defiled Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimei, David's brother, killed him. These four were born to the giant in Gath, and they fell by the hand of David, by the hand of his servants. Chapter 22 David spoke to Yahweh the words of this song in the day that Yahweh delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul, and he said, Yahweh is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, even mine. God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. I call on Yahweh, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. For the waves of death surrounded me. The floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The cords of Sheol were around me. The snares of death caught me. In my distress, I called on Yahweh. Yes, I called to my God. He heard my voice out of his temple. My cry came into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken. Because he was angry, smoke went up out of his nostrils. Consuming fire came out of his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. Yes, he was seen on the wings of the wind. He made darkness a shelter around himself, gathering of waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness before him, coals of fire were kindled. Yahweh thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and confused them. Then the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were laid bare by Yahweh's rebuke at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He sent from on high, and he took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came on me in the day of my calamity, but Yahweh was my support. He also brought me out into a large place. He delivered me, because he delighted in me. Yahweh rewarded me according to my righteousness. He rewarded me according to the cleanness of my hands. For I have kept Yahweh's ways, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances were before me. As for his statutes, I didn't depart from them. I was also perfect toward him. I kept myself from iniquity. Therefore Yahweh has rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyesight. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With the perfect man, you will show yourself perfect. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. With the crooked, you will show yourself shrewd. 
You will save the afflicted people, but your eyes are on the arrogant, that you may bring them down. For you are my lamp, Yahweh. Yahweh will light up my darkness. For by you I run against a troop. By my God I leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. Yahweh's word is tested. He is a shield to all those who take refuge in him. For who is God besides Yahweh? Who is a rock besides our God? God is my strong fortress. He makes my way perfect. He makes his feet like hinds feet and sets me on my high places. He teaches my hands to war so that my arms bend a bow of bronze. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. You have enlarged my steps under me. My feet have not slipped. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. I didn't turn again until they were consumed. I have consumed them and struck them through so that they can't arise. Yes, they have fallen under my feet. But you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. You have also made my enemies turn their backs to me, that I might cut off those who hate me. They looked, but there was no one to save them, even to Yahweh, but he didn't answer them. Then I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I crushed them as the mire of the streets and spread them abroad. You also have delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me to be the head of the nation. A people whom I have not known will serve me. The foreigners will submit themselves to me. As soon as they hear of me, they will obey me. Foreigners will fade away and will come trembling out of their close places. Yahweh lives. Blessed be my rock. Exalted be God, the rock of my salvation. Even the God who executes vengeance for me, who brings down peoples under me who brings me away from my enemies. Yes, you lift me up above those who rise up against me. You deliver me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, Yahweh, among the nations, and will sing praises to your name. He gives great deliverance to his king, and shows loving kindness to his anointed, to David, and to his offspring forevermore. Chapter 23 Now these are the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, says, The man who was raised on high, says, The anointed of the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, Yahweh's spirit spoke by me. His word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, The rock of Israel spoke to me. One who rules over men righteously, who rules in the fear of God, shall be as the light of the morning, when the sun rises, a morning without clouds, when the tender grass springs out of the earth, through clear shining after rain. Isn't my house so with God? Yet he has made with me an everlasting covenant, ordered in all things and sure, for it is all my salvation and all my desire, although he doesn't make it grow. But all the ungodly will be as thorns to be thrust away, because they can't be taken with the hand. But the man who touches them must be armed with iron and the staff of a spear, they will be utterly burned with fire in their place. These are the names of the mighty men whom David had. Joshub Bashibeth, a Tachmanite, chief of the captains. He was called Adino the Esnite, who killed 800 at one time. After him was Eleazar the son of Dodai, the son of an Ahohite, one of the three mighty men with David, when they defied the Philistines who were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel had gone away. He arose and struck the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand froze to the sword. And Yahweh worked a great victory that day, and the people returned after him only to take plunder. 
After him was Shammah, the son of Agi, a Hararite. The Philistines had gathered together into a troop, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the middle of the plot and defended it, and killed the Philistines, and Yahweh worked a great victory. Three of the thirty chief men went down and came to David in the harvest time in the cave of Adullam, and the troop of the Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. David was then in the stronghold, and the garrison of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. David longed and said, Oh, that someone would give me water to drink from the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. The three mighty men broke through the army of the Philistines and drew water out of the wall of Bethlehem that was by the gate, and took it and brought it to David. But he would not drink of it, but poured it out to Yahweh. He said, Be it far from me, Yahweh, that I should do this. Isn't this the blood of the men who risked their lives to go? Therefore he would not drink it. The three mighty men did these things. Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruiah, was chief of the three. He lifted up his spear against three hundred and killed them, and had a name among the three. Wasn't he most honorable of the three? Therefore he was made their captain. However, he wasn't included as one of the three. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, the son of a valiant man of Kabzeel, who had done mighty deeds, killed the two sons of Ariel of Moab. He also went down and killed a lion in the middle of a pit in the time of snow. He killed a huge Egyptian, and the Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but he went down to him with a staff, and plucked the spear out of the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, did these things, and had a name among the three mighty men. He was more honorable than the thirty, but he didn't attain to the three. David set him over his guard. Asahel, the brother of Joab, was one of the thirty. Elhanan, the son of Dodo of Bethlehem. Shammah, the Herodite. Elikah, the Herodite. Helez, the Paltite. Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite. Abizer, the Anathathite. Mabunai, the Hushathite. Zalmon, the Ahohite. Marai, the Netophathite, Hileb, the son of Baana, the Netophathite, Ittai, the son of Rebai, of Gibeah, of the children of Benjamin, Benaiah, a Parathonite, Hidai, of the brooks of Gash, Abilbon, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Barhumite, Eliabah, the Shaalbanite, the sons of Jashan, Jonathan, Shammiah, Shammah, the Hararite, Ahim, the son of Sharar, the Ararite, Eliphalet, the son of Abishai, the son of the Maacathite, of Nathan, of Zobah, Bani, the Gadite, Zelek, the Ammonite, Naharai, the Berethite, armor-bearers to Joab, the son of Zeruiah, Ira, the Ithrite, Gerob, the Ithrite, and Uriah, the Hittite. 37 in all. Chapter 24 Again Yahweh's anger burned against Israel, and he moved David against them, saying, Go, count Israel and Judah. The king said to Joab, the captain of the army who was with him, Now go back and forth through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan even to Beersheba, and count the people, that I may know the sum of the people. Joab said to the king, Now may Yahweh your God add to the people, however many they be, one hundred times, and may the eyes of my lord the king see it. But why does my lord the king delight in this thing? Notwithstanding, the king's word prevailed against Joab and against the captains of the army. Joab and the captains of the army went out from the presence of the king to count the people of Israel. They passed over the Jordan and encamped in Arawer on the right side of the city that is in the middle of the valley of Gad, and to Jazer. Then they came to Gilead, and to the land of Tatim Hodchi, and they came to Dan Ja'an, 
and around to Sidon, and came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and of the Canaanites, and they went out to the south of Judah at Beersheba. So when they had gone back and forth through all the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of nine months and twenty days. Joab gave up the sum of the counting of the people to the king, and there were in Israel eight hundred thousand men, valiant men, who drew the sword, and the men of Judah were five hundred thousand men. David's heart struck him after he had counted the people. David said to Yahweh, I have sinned greatly in that which I have done, but now, Yahweh, put away, I beg you, the iniquity of your servant, for I have done very foolishly. When David rose up in the morning, Yahweh's word came to the prophet Gad, David's seer, saying, Go and speak to David. Yahweh says, I offer you three things. Choose one of them, that I may do it to you. So Gad came to David and told him and said to him, Shall seven years of famine come to you in your land? Or will you flee three months before your foes while they pursue you? Or shall there be three days pestilence in your land? Now answer and consider what answer I shall return to him who sent me. David said to Gad, I am in distress. Let us fall now into Yahweh's hand, for his mercies are great. Let me not fall into man's hand. So Yahweh sent a pestilence on Israel from the morning even to the appointed time, and seventy thousand men died of the people from Dan even to Beersheba. When the angel stretched out his hand toward Jerusalem to destroy it, Yahweh relented of the disaster and said to the angel who destroyed the people, It is enough. Now withdraw your hand. Yahweh's angel was by the threshing floor of Aryuna the Jebusite. David spoke to Yahweh when he saw the angel who struck the people and said, Behold, I have sinned, and I have done perversely. But these sheep, what have they done? Please let your hand be against me and against my father's house. Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, build an altar to Yahweh on the threshing floor of Aryuna the Jebusite. David went up according to the saying of Gad as Yahweh commanded. Aryuna looked out and saw the king and his servants coming on toward him. Then Aryuna went out and bowed himself before the king with his face to the ground. Aryuna said, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? David said, To buy your threshing floor, to build an altar to Yahweh, that the plague may be stopped from afflicting the people. Aryuna said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seems good to him. Behold, the cattle for the burnt offering, and the threshing instruments, and the yokes of the oxen for the wood. All this, O king, does Aryuna give to the king. Aryuna said to the king, May Yahweh your God accept you. The king said to Aryuna, No, but I will most certainly buy it from you for a price. I will not offer burnt offerings to Yahweh my God, which cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for fifty shekels of silver. David built an altar to Yahweh there, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And Yahweh was entreated for the land, and the plague was removed from Israel. Well, that's our reading for this week. I look forward to reading with you again next week.